Hi everyone, I'm Elazar and this is Relationships Revisited. And in today's episode, we're going to continue with the theme of parenting. Because this week's Torah portion of Vayera is just filled with parenting insights. And today we're going to focus on the contrast between two parent-child relationships. The first is the relationship between Hagar, who was a maidservant in Avraham's house, and her son Ishmael. So it came to a point where, um, according to Sarah, Yishmael was a really negative influence on their son Isaac, Yitzchak. And she felt strongly that Yishmael, who was older, he was about 13 years older than, than Yitzchak, um, was having a really poor influence on him and had to be sent out of the house. So Avram, despite um, feeling very torn about this, he does what his wife says, and he sends Hagar and Yishmael on their way into the desert, off into the wilderness to make another home for them for themselves. And as the Torah describes the the mother and son traveling, it's actually interesting. It doesn't describe them as a mother and a son. Um, it never refers to Yishmael as her son. It constantly refers to him as a child, as Yeled or Naar, but it never establishes a familial relation between Hagar and Yishmael, which is really significant as we're going to see. So they're traveling, and apparently Yishmael, according to the commentaries, was sick that day, and he was dehydrated, and he was not well. He was dying. And it came to a point where things were really dire. And at this point, Hagar makes a decision, and it says very clearly that she placed him the child underneath a tree, and then she went a, a a distance away to be by herself. She she abandoned him under the tree. She couldn't bear to see her son die. She couldn't she couldn't handle that, which is understandable. She was overwhelmed by it, and she went at a distance away and. She sat there and she cried. So her son is all by himself and that she's all by herself. And the Torah continues. And Hashem comes to Hagar and some type of prophetic vision comes to Hagar and says that, Hagar, don't be fearful. God has heard the voice of the lad, of the child that's there, Basher Husham. And it's interesting that the voice, they were both, they were both crying. The child was crying or moaning or just in pain. And Hagar was crying and in pain. But who did Hashem listen to? Hashem listened to the child. Because Hagar had given up. And in a subtle, in a subtle rebuke, a very nuanced subtle rebuke, it was saying, This is not what you should be doing, Hagar. This is your child. Don't give up. Don't become despondent. Stay with him. And that's exactly what the Torah continues to say. In verse 18, this is chapter 21, verse 18, the Torah says, Kumi si'i es Get up, go to him, take his hand, be with him, don't abandon him. Don't leave him alone in his distress. I know it's hard for you, it's overwhelming, but it's your job as a mother to go be with him. And that's what she does. And as soon as she goes, she returns to him to take care of him, to hold him, 
this dying child in her arms, that's when the Torah describes that Hashem opened her eyes and they saw that there was a well there, a well of water, a, uh, a, spring, a, a, drink, a spring to, from which to drink. And she was able to give her child something to drink and to, to survive. She couldn't see any of the possibilities because she had given up completely. The commentary said actually that well of water, that spring was there, but she couldn't see it because she had abandoned hope. She had abandoned her child and she had abandoned hope. And it's a mother's job, as hard as that is, at even the most difficult moments, the parent always has to be the stronger, wiser, stronger, wiser, other, to be able to take care of that dependent, of that child that's in need. And Hagar was overwhelmed with her feelings and she left the child. And Hashem had to instruct her to return and create that attachment, create that connection. And from there, healing came. And again, it's interesting, as I guess you can understand more now, that the Torah never establishes this mother-son relationship between the two of them, because that was clearly lacking. It was lacking, because if it was there stronger, then she would have, not have been able to let go of him. She would never have been able to abandon him. It would have been too strong to leave him by himself in that dire situation. Unfortunately, when there's that that attachment doesn't is not created, so um, it's it's it makes that process much more difficult. Now let's contrast this with another parent-child incident that's towards the end of the parsha. This is the famous story of the Akeda, or the binding of Isaac, and this is where. Hashem asked Avram to offer Yitzchak to God, to bind Isaac and to offer him to God. And in these verses, something remarkable keeps on showing up. It's in the duration of about 15 or so psukim, 15 or, 15 or so psukim verses, and it keeps on repeating the word ben, bincha, beno, it does it about 10 or 11 times, if I'm not mistaken. Within a short span, I think of about 15 psukim, about 11 times it mentions your son, his son. In addition, it speaks about them going together. That they both went together to this test, that Isaac went with his father together. It established very clearly that there was this bond between father <clears throat> And son, and this is what Avram was remarkable at. It's actually why Hashem says, actually says clearly why he chose him, because Hashem knew that he would instruct his children to follow in the, the ways of Hashem. And Avram was successful in creating that father-son bond. And so the Torah repeats over and over again, Bincha, Bino, Yachtav, together. As that had been accomplished, the bond between father and son had been created and accomplished. And we know how the story ends with the Akedah, that ultimately that's not what, what wasn't Hashem's desire for him actually to be sacrificed, but it was Avram's last and final test. But I think it's significant, and the Torah is very subtle in, in getting across points like this, just in terms of words that it uses. And as Jewish parents, all parents, but especially Jewish parents, it is our job first and foremost to create a bond of attachment with our children where they feel that we are their parents and that we are there for them and that we would, God forbid, never leave them in, in a time of need. And 
It is that connection which has facilitated the transmission of morality, of Torah values for hundreds of generations. It's that connection that is, that is essential for any type of teaching, learning, direction, guidance to take place. And that's our, that's our responsibility as parents. So I hope this makes sense. I hope it's interesting, helpful, and I look forward to seeing you again, being with you here in the space between relationships revisited.